All right, Holden. I mean, I can get into this more when we uh, when we talk about what are you doing. But I I watched uh, the Empty Man. I don't know if oh. you've seen Chris Stuckman's video about like how that movie needs a cult following. Yeah, I did see that. Um, I saw that it was added to HBO Max, so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give it a try. Um, because I I watched Chris Stuckman's video up until like he's like, all right, I'm gonna get into spoilers now. So then I paused it, and then a couple days later, I saw that it was there watch the movie and then watch the rest of his video and um i'll get my thoughts on the movie (laughs) and what are you doing but i had the weirdest dream um kind of related tangentially to (laughs) the empty man and uh first and foremost emily i'm sorry i forgot to tell you about this dream i was planning on telling you but i just (laughs) forgot because she's gonna be mad that i didn't tell her this first so uh (laughs) so this was a couple nights ago I had this dream that this empty man figure, who's kind of like this big, menacing, black, cloaked sort of figure. Sure. Like a Dementor-ish sort of thing. <laughs> okay. But walks, I if I remember, doesn't really float, uh, was kind of going around. And this was a very, like, abstract dream. It wasn't like there wasn't, like, a full narrative to it. I just would see glimpses of things in the third person. But this thing was, like, going around and would take people and it would just drop them into, like, a like a small storage bin you know sort of thing so like the person's kind of cramped into like a fetal position screaming because it's like terrifying and then they like just disappear and all that's left is their clothing and so like everybody's terrified that this this black hooded like figure dementor things going around and people are disappearing in these buckets but then it turns out he took all the clothes and then he washed them <laughs> did the laundry and then he put them back where he he like put everybody in the bins and the people showed up again and he just cleaned their laundry <laughs> so uh that is the state of my subconscious uh and well, uh jimmy as better a better way to kick off the show huh jimmy as a psychology minor i think i have the qualifications to uh diagnose that dream and what it means uh what that means i think is uh you are terrified of marriage. Sorry, Emily. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Holden, it's like you're talking at 1.25 times speed, man. Take really? a chill pill. Relax. <laughs> Relax, man. People right. are here for a good time, not a short time, man. I'll just take a nice sip of my Barks root beer, calm down Ooh, a little very bit. Very nice. I've been on a root beer kick lately. Oh, um, yeah. Especially, like, since I realized it was caffeine-free. It's like my go-to <laughs> nighttime beverage. Uh, <laughs> diet A&W. See, that's why I like Barks, is because it's the only root beer with caffeine in it. <laughs> oh, well balanced as everything should be yeah no i get it though i never used to be into root beer that much but now it's like it's kind of one of my go-tos at restaurants whatever they've got uh in that 1919 root beer man it may be like 15 bucks for a 12 pack but i bought it one time out of curiosity it's really good it may be 102 years old, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, aged to perfection. Anyway, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Old, the new M. Night Shyamalan film. And that's it. Just yeah. one thing to review. Wow. That's surprising. Weird. All right, well, well, we'll break that streak next week. Huh? <laughs> 
That one movie podcast. Tom. First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Do we have to? Yeah. Has this been predetermined by some supernatural force? Yes. Is free will an illusion? Free will is an illusion. All that the time variance authority has prepared everything for us. <laughs> Sylvie, please stab somebody. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms. We're back to Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Nice. All right, so first up, we've got a few trailers we want to cover. First off, one that just came out a little less than a week ago from uh, as of recording is the Dune trailer. Dune movie both you and i are very excited for uh what'd you think of the trailer jimmy i thought the trailer was exceptional uh Mm -hmm. i think it looks great uh the cinematography looks wonderful by what's his name who did rogue one Mm -hmm. uh the music sounds great by Hans zimmer the uh warner bros did release a couple of uh, tracks from the from the soundtrack that you can listen to on youtube uh pretty cool and uh i mean they it just reminds me how many all-stars are in this cast it's not like you know a-list actors i would say but it's like all b-list actors am i crazy i don't know i mean i like is josh brolin b-list is he a-list i don't know i I mean they're like on the it's not like it's not tom cruise not like a brad pitt brad pitt or tom hanks scarlett johansson leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Leonardo da Vinci. (laughs) Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, You know, it's not like those, it's not Ryan Gosling, but it is, you know, Jason Momoa. He's close. I wouldn't say he's A-list, you know. I think Timothy Uh, Chalamet is getting pretty close. He's close. Like, they're all fringe. Zendaya, close, but not there yet. Maybe they're on their way. Oscar Isaac, once again, close. I'm saying they're they're B-list. Yeah. B tier, but they're they're all great actors yeah. and actresses. Um, Stellan Skarsgård, all these people. Uh, I'm just forgetting. I'm blanking more people. I did forget Josh Brolin was in this movie. Um, yeah. But Wait, so is is Stellan Skarsgård the villain? I don't know. I don't want to know. Honestly, <laughs> I'm guessing. I f- f- I don't want to say anything because I I don't want to. If if people are going to this movie wanting to know absolutely nothing, I know I think I know a little bit based on another podcast I listened to that is also very excited about this movie but has read the book. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah, I think it looks incredible. I think it's gonna be so good. Uh, apparently, it even though they do plan for a part two, this movie will act as a standalone. It's not like there's going to be a cliffhanger. Okay. Um, well, we better get a part two, though. Part two, part two, part two. Uh, um, yeah. I'm going to give it a Tom Brokaw. It's, it's, I, I feel like I knew at one point, but you mentioning that the cinematography is done by the guy who does Rogue One makes a lot of sense. I had completely forgotten about that. It looks a lot like Rogue One, which is a very good-looking Star Wars movie. So... 
maybe the best looking Star Wars movie. Yeah, maybe. Even though the middle is really boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I'll give it a Brokaw too. Very excited for this movie. I'll Easily definitely my most hyped movie the rest of the year. Even though I am looking forward to like the Eternals and Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna see this one on the big screen, even though it's gonna be on HBO Max too. Well, that's the great thing is that we can go see this in the theaters and then we can just rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we need to try to remember something, which yeah. is gonna be great. Okay. Uh, then the second trailer is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I bet this is your second most anticipated film for the rest of the year, Jimmy. As someone who does not recall the first Ghostbusters <laughs> at all and needs to rewatch it, it is not. Yeah. But boy, is Finn Wolfhard just continues to get taller. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty he soon he's going to be slender, man. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters, I it's weird to me because they've really only had like one good movie. I mean, I guess there's only been three so far, but two a lot of people don't like, and most people just really hate that female reboot one. Um, the thing that bothered me the most about this trailer, and it's not even really like a, like a problem, I think, with the movie necessarily, but it doesn't make sense to me why, like, the Ghostbusters, people know about the Ghostbusters in this universe, but why don't they think, or why are they surprised when they find their grandfather who I assume is one of the Ghostbusters, they find Ghostbuster equipment there. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know Weird either. Um, I'm guessing they'll explain it in the movie, Holden. Nora mm-hmm. Durst is in the movie. Yep. Uh, the, Carrie the Coon. Actress. Yeah. Nora Durst from The Leftovers. That, that's the character name. Yeah. Uh, and season three yeah, of Fargo. I can't remember what her character that is. You got Paul Rudd. He He's a nice guy. I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, we like Paul Rudd. We like him around here. Um, you got other people, actors and actresses. Yeah, I don't really, I have no insight to give to this because I, I don't know anything about Ghostbusters lore. So I yeah. really need to rewatch the first movie. I other mean, than the Stay Puffed Marshmallow guys, there's a bunch of little ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this, it looks okay. I'm not, it, it's definitely not really winning me any any more than like when it when that old teaser trailer came out like almost two years ago now um but i don't know i mean i'll probably see it if it unless it's just the worst movie ever in which case maybe i'll still see it because that'd be kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> just don't be mediocre yeah i'm just gonna give it a bergeron yeah bergeron for me too and then the last trailer perhaps the weirdest actually definitely the weirdest uh is lamb I, yes. I I had actually I had seen this when I was coming up with notes. I hadn't watched it, but I had I had like seen this advertised when I was coming up with notes for the podcast. And then Jimmy told me that I should watch it so we could talk about it. Uh, new A twenty four film. Um, seems to be about a family in Iceland who uh, discovers. Some was it Iceland? I think it's Iceland. I think they're Makes speaking sense. Icelandic. So. I assume it's Iceland. Could be wrong. Some desolate middle of nowhere place. So probably Iceland. <laughs> it it seems to be about this family on a farm that discovers a a hybrid human sheep baby. <laughs> uh well, it's the live action gritty adaptation of 
uh, Mary had a little lamb that we've all been waiting for. Oh, <laughs> I just love how this trailer is like super like creepy at the beginning, and you're like, oh, this is some sort of A24 disturbing movie yeah. thing, cult thing. I'm all down for it. Then it just turns into straight up like comedy for like 40 seconds and then it then it's just disturbing and weird again and you're like i have no idea what this movie is gonna be but boy am i oddly excited for it yeah um it's definitely piqued my interest i don't (laughs) i don't really know what to think about it the trailer is kind of like a standard a24 like just show a bunch of images with some like kind of creepy music over it um but I think the movie... It's, it's really, a good formula. It, it, it's a good... It gets you interested. The, the A24 studio uh, shot was pretty cool, too, with all the... Oh, yeah, that was cool. I line. thought that was... Or the land or whatever. Um, yeah, I just... I have no idea what this movie's going to be like, but uh, A24 has an excellent track record, so I'm excited for it. It's going to be weird. It's going to be like nothing I've ever seen before, and I'm all for that. So I'm going to give it a bro call. Two hooves up. (laughs) I'll just give it one broke uh, one one hoof up. (laughs) Uh, Okay, now on to the actual news. The actual news. Actual side trailers. Actually, this is the actual news. That's the actual news. Okay, Uh, so last week we had talked about Batgirl and possible castings, but we actually have an official cast now. Uh, Leslie Grace from In the Heights has been officially cast as Barbara Gordon. Um, she's the one who doesn't like going to Stanford. Yeah. Um, and it is Barbara Gordon. Yeah, that's yes. uh, so, and it's straight to HBO Max. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I hope it's a good movie. Batgirl's a cool character. I mean, uh, she gets a little bit of play in Arkham Knight and yeah. as well as, uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin. <laughs> But yeah, she's played not by Barbara Alicia Gordon Silverstone. That. But that's not Barbara Gordon, bad girl. No, though, no. I don't think. Um, interesting character. I mean, if I if canonically, eventually she gets crippled and ends up in a wheelchair. Spoilers, uh, Jimmy. As the Oracle, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so <laughs> it'll be interesting if they do that at all in a subsequent movie. Or I think that'd be an interesting story. I mean, interesting thing to see a character go through with all that, the hardship of being literally like a Batman character and then not being able to move mm-hmm. uh, from the, from the waist down. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it could be really good. I think she is a, a good actress. Um, so I'll give it a Brokaw. Yeah. Brokaw for me too. Okay. Uh, now this bunch of news contained in here we have some news about the army of the dead franchise that was a surprise (laughs) so out of nowhere um there was a trailer released for a new movie already set in this series like we had talked about before army of the dead they had been you know they got an anime series coming and like other stuff they were wanting to make this a franchise but they have a trailer already for a new film coming out in the fall. I don't think they have a full, a certain release date, but they said in the fall called Army of Thieves. It's a spin-off focusing on the the German safecracker guy Dieter. It's a um, prequel, I imagine. Yeah, it's a prequel. Um it's going to be actually directed by the guy who plays Dieter. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I <laughs> 
it's so it's like this is just happening so quickly i don't even i was i I just couldn't believe what i was seeing yeah (laughs) like i don't i don't think the trailer looks bad or anything like maybe it'll be a a decent movie but it uh, we i didn't really have much to say about it which i think is one of the reasons why we didn't um talk about it in the trailer section but it's just so it was so stunning to me that this is happening now like this means they had made it or were making it like while they finished up army of the dead they were so sure that was going to be a hit that they decided yeah we'll just make another one yeah it's just surprising to me too um so uh i mean i guess i'll give it a bergeron yeah yeah he was a pretty interesting character but he was probably at least as far as like performance he was probably the most like most entertaining so uh, he does kind of seem like a one off character. Yeah. So I well we'll see. I mean it could be good. I I think an actual heist that makes sense would be interesting to watch in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh I, yeah, I mean what it'd be funny if it was better than Army of the Dead. That would be funny. Which um is, yeah, I thought was a movie that was pretty entertaining but okay. kind of bad. Yeah. Uh I'll give it a Bergeron. Uh, and then the other thing was um, Zack Snyder confirmed that he will return to make the official sequel to the movie, um, but he's going to work on that after his next movie, which we had brief- we had talked about before on this podcast called Rebel Moon. Um, so we'll, it'll be a while, but we will get we will get the long anticipated Army of the Dead two. Army of the Deads. <laughs> Army of the oh it rained and they're back to life (laughs) i think i saw um i saw that they're releasing that anime series next spring so we're just gonna keep getting army of the dead content (laughs) cannot wait yeah all right what else we got holman okay um oh quick quick aside did you see anything about that blade runner anime series no i saw a thumbnail of it but i didn't i didn't i I kind of watched a little bit of the trailer and the animation's kind of not that good because it's like an- it's anime which is fine but it's it's like 3d animated anime it's weird I don't know I've I've seen other movies that try to replicate the anime style in 3d but it doesn't really seem to they haven't found a good balance of it yet I don't know anyway okay. um, so there's a live-action Pokemon show in development at Netflix um, the showrunner of Lucifer uh, Joe Henderson is going to write and executive produce it, and apparently it's going to emulate the style of Detective Pikachu, uh, but no plot details are known thus far. Uh, someone who did like uh, Detective Pikachu thought that was an entertaining movie. I think it'd be fun to see more mm-hmm. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon in a live-action show, although, I don't know, show is kind of a bigger commitment, so I, I don't know. I guess I'm probably not going to watch it unless it's really good, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go Bergeron. I'll probably, I mean, if, I wonder how much money they're going to sink into this, because if they're trying to make it look like Detective Pikachu, they're probably going to need a lot of money. Um, Which has pretty great CGI, honestly. Yeah, it look, I, man, did Pikachu in that movie is so cute. Oh my gosh. Can't get over it. Every time I think about it, I just smile. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I think it it has promise. Maybe that would be a better uh, suit for it than the movies because you could probably do more in a TV show and have introduced more different Pokemon in a TV show than you could in a movie. So 
I don't know. Um, I'll give it a Broca. I'm kind of interested. But not much is known thus far. It's probably a long ways out. Um, Michael B. Jordan uh, was confirmed to produce and possibly star in a new Superman TV show for mm. HBO Max. It's going Ooh. to focus on... We had previously talked about, uh, mentioned how you know, there's rumors of like a black Superman movie or anything. I think this is that project because this series is going to focus on Val Zod, who in the comics is the black Superman. Um, so, yeah. What do you think, Jimmy? Well, I still want him to be Batman at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I can settle for Superman. Um, I don't know. I mean... The Superman archetype has been has been doing better lately. With you have your Homelander, you got your Omni Man. So it'd be cool to see another interesting take on a character that I otherwise think is very boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll just have to see. I mean, Michael B. Jordan's obviously a super talented actor. HBO is, uh, I think, the right platform for a series like this. And uh, if the, especially if they make it a, like a mini series or something, I think they could knock it out of the park. So I'm going to give it a Brokaw. I'll give it a Brokaw too. I think Superman, I mean, I don't know much about Val Zod, that Superman, but I think Superman is can be an interesting character, but the movies just haven't really gotten him right yet. Like, I think like in his animated series from the 90s, he's a more interesting character, but whatever. Here's hoping. Uh, okay, so the Exorcist reboot, which we have talked about previously, is apparently now going to be a trilogy. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I can't... What company was it? Universal? Or maybe it's Blumhouse. I don't know. Is Blumhouse owned by Universal? I don't know. Regardless. Um, I think it's Blumhouse. Blumhouse is sinking $200 million into this project. Wow, well, that sounds like a flop. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need $200 million for a horror movie? Well, this is for the trilogy. Okay. Uh, that makes more sense. Yeah, That's no. still a lot of money <laughs> for a horror movie. That's Yeah, $200 like, million for one horror movie is, like, awful. Well, but. even $70 million for a horror movie. Let me just conjuring two budget. $40 million. Yeah. I don't know. They must. They must think this is going to make a lot of money. It's a so they're the stars of this trilogy, at least to start, is going is Ellen Burstyn, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, but she was actually the mom from the very original Exorcist film, um, and then uh, Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton. We keep bringing him up. He keeps joining all these projects, but he's going to be the dad of the possessed child in this series interesting i mean i haven't seen the exorcist still i really i really want to but Mm -hmm. the budget for the three conjuring movies combined is a hundred million dollars jeez so these movies aren't on average going to be twice as much as your typical conjuring movies which are pretty high budget horror movies to begin with Mm -hmm. so let's see a quiet place part two budget i wonder what that was that was probably a little bit bigger 61 million so kind of in that territory yeah but uh i don't know i mean we'll see i guess they better use it to good effect then i want to see some practical stuff i don't want to just see a bunch of cgi yeah all righty i want to see it in camera you hear us exorcist reboot guys i want you to be creating spinning rooms for when people are crawling on the ceiling literal spinning rooms 
Yeah, I want it this Inception we, style. Yeah, right? exactly. That's what I was going to so say. So that's what I say. And if they do that, <laughs> then that's great. But if they don't, I'm going to go Bergeron. I'll go Bergeron as well. Uh, next up, did you see that like poster for the new Jordan Peele movie? Yes, I did. It was called... It's called Cloud Nope. Nope, that's it. It's called Nope. Um, there is a cloud in it, though. I There were three names uh, attached to Star. I didn't recognize one of them, but uh, Daniel Kaluuya is back, as he, he seems to be the top build, and Stephen Young is also going to be in it. Yeah, man, he's on a roll. Yeah. Between, Space uh, Jam 2. <laughs> I'm seeing Space Jam too. Yeah, he was one of the execs at the Warner Bros. office. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that Invincible Minari, he's just killing it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I mean Jordan Peele is two for two in my opinion with his features. So I I would I mean looking forward to this a year away basically yeah, from July right 22nd, now. 2022. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm gonna give it a bro call. I even bro call too. Seen anything about it? The poster looks weird. I don't. I mean, there's not really much to think about it. But I'm really curious. He'll be creative, I'm sure. He's uh, he's doing. He's got his very terse titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last bit I have is that unfortunately, uh, Crimea River Die Hard Six is not happening. <laughs> Oh man, that one hurts, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, and before the Disney Fox merger, um, they Fox had been talking about making uh, Die Hard Six, where it's kind of a prequel and sequel. It'll fo- it would follow Bruce Willis in the modern day, but then also like flashback to him when he was younger and a cop and everything. And it was going to be called McLean, and I I think McLean. we. <laughs> I think I remember this. Uh, being announced we might have even talked about it on the podcast but i had forgotten about it until they just said that disney didn't want to do it anymore which i don't blame them it'd probably be bad i agree i will give that a broke out of that yeah broke out but don't need another die hard movie let's just stop uh that's it for me was there any game news Oh man, I think there is. I'm trying to look it up right now. I'm like, there was that thing that the next Assassin's Creed game is just gonna be like infinitely long or something. Really? Just yeah. Oh. It's called like Assassin's Creed Infinite or something like that. Oh. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to look. Suicide it. Squad's getting really good reviews. That's good. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan met with Steven Spielberg to de- discuss Indiana Jones ideas. What? <laughs> what if he had gotten the reins on ND5? The Sixth Sense director said he had a quote unquote darker idea for where to go with the fourth Indiana Jones movie. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, what's kind of yeah. scary is like if Steven Spielberg hadn't wanted to direct the fourth one, he probably could have gotten it. Because M. Night was still pretty hot at that time. Well, it couldn't have been worse. That's Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, man, I think there is something that happened in gaming news, but I cannot remember. So guess if I'll remember, we can talk about it and what are you doing. So otherwise, that's all we got for the Toms. That's it. 
Except wait, no, I think wait. there is. There's gonna be like a live action Invincible adaptation. I guess. Oh yeah, I I had looked at that. Um, yeah, that's been in development about as long as I think the show has been. But there, yeah, there's a live action adaptation. I think a movie that they want to do, that they're wanting to make it different from like it'll probably still follow a similar story but they want to make it so it's not just a retread completely of the show i don't know yeah i don't know we'll see uh otherwise let's go on to our review of old non-spoilers All right, the new M Night Shyamalan film. Um, I we I think it's actually we, the old M Night Shyamalan. Movie. <laughs> um, I think we mentioned actually on the hundredth episode that we almost started the podcast in time to review his previous film, Glass. But I think we were just like a week late or something, and so we ended up not doing that. What um, a shame! A shame. That would have been that would have been an interesting discussion on our first episode. That would have been probably terrible. But anyway, um, old. I'm always excited for new M Night Shyamalan films just because I think they're either like they have the potential to have very good elements in them. But I don't think even like Split's probably his most well received out of his recent films, and even that I don't think is like flawless. It has a lot of kind of stupid stuff in it. Um, so it's, I, I, I'm always going in expecting maybe something cool, some interesting ideas, but probably a lot of stupid ones too. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that's what we got here. Um, I was texting you about it a little bit and I feel like I genuinely liked this movie a lot. And I feel like a lot of it is unironic, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to properly justify myself when I discuss it with you. So I don't expect my arguments for this movie to make any sense because I don't I I don't know. But here's my here's my position on the movie old. I had a great time in the theater. Mm-hmm. There were points where I was laughing. I was like, what the F is going on? <laughs> uh, I was intrigued with the, the the premise and stuff. I was uh, loved the twists and turns and stuff of it is the epitome of an M. Night Shyamalan movie it's got everything it's got the weird twists it's got which by the way in bad dialogue I won't get into what the actual plot details of the twist are but the twist is very much like the twist in glass I was thinking about it a lot and I think the twists are very very similar (laughs) I don't remember the twist in glass even. That's, no. Well, we can I'll talk about the spoilers. Um, so, I some people are like a twist is a spoiler, which I usually agree with. But it's an M Night Shyamalan movie. That's like going to a Saw movie and being surprised there's a twist at the yeah. end. Yeah, okay, like you folks. go into like you knowing there's a. T- I'm I'm sure that everyone listening knows there's a twist in this. Which I mean, also there there has to be some sort of reveal at the end anyway, because it's like, why are we getting older? If they don't <laughs> tell you, it's I guess it's just it's just it kind of unsatisfying. Satisfying. Yeah, so you get the bad acting, the bad dialogue. You got him just trying to be a good director, like him going out of his way to try creative things, which I appreciate. Yeah, but it, I, 
I wanted, I, yeah, I wanted to mention that, like, there's some really, like, for, like, every really cool, interesting shot he gets, which I think there are quite a few, I think this movie has some really interesting cinematography, There, for every one of those, there's also another shot that just does not work, <laughs> and I think uh. is super distracting. You got the extended M. Night Shyamalan cameo <laughs> that is just always jarring. I feel like he gets longer every time he's in a mo- every movie he makes. And I, I, every time I see a director in a movie anymore, I just start laughing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like it, but it's also distracting. I don't know if I would do it if I was a director. But I probably wouldn't. It seems, um, I, I don't know if it is for him, but it seems like a bit of an ego trip if directors do it all the time. I just think he likes to do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, oh, I want to be in the movie or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was, you know, I I enjoyed him. It's just kind of distracting. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was everything that an M. Night Shyamalan movie is. It was the epitome of that. So if you like M. Night Shyamalan movies and you think they're enjoyable, you're going to like this movie or you're going to at least enjoy this movie. And I did. I, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. I would say it was fine. Um, it's definitely like weird. It's entertaining. It's worth watching. I think it's one of those movies that like, if you don't know anything about it, like 10 years from now, and you just kind of start watching it without even knowing what the premise is, I think it'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like just to go into without knowing anything. Um, but I would say if you like those movies where it's, it'd be a fun movie to sit down and watch with a bunch of friends be like what's going on and and be like what the heck is going on here this is really weird um then i think i would i i think it's worth the watch mm-hmm. um so i had a good time very m night Shyamalan. if he, every movie he made was like this i would go to every single one so that's what i gotta say one thing i do think is genuinely good about this movie is i think he he takes the concept of the the beach people growing old and i feel like he explores it in almost every way you could now i don't think all of it makes the most sense no it doesn't like they're clear like plot holes yeah wait how would this work and why would this be like that but it is interesting yeah i feel like consistently like after one conflict is somewhat resolved another one is just constantly introduced and i feel like each time a new thing like goes wrong it's always something new and i was like kind of racking my brain afterwards i'm like i don't really know what else he could have done with this it kind of feels like he just took it and ran with it the most he could it is we should say it is based on a graphic novel called sandcastle um which I would say that, yeah, it does go in interesting directions. And the way that this aging affects them is interesting. Not all of it is relevant to the plot. Some of it's just like, oh, let's just explore this concept in a weird way. Mm -hmm. But doesn't really advance anything. Um, There are a couple. There's one arc that I think works very nicely. And there's some other ones that I'm like, this is just bad. (laughs) (laughs) I, that's what I got to say. Um, but it just, it felt like kind of just like a silly pseudo horror thriller movie that was a, just a good time. 
And I think uh, that's what he was going to trying to make. I don't think he was trying to make a super masterpiece thing. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember um, the soundtrack. When I watched it, it was reminding me of something, but I can't remember what it was now. I don't know. I remember I it having I a distinct remember. sound that reminded me of a different movie, but I don't know. It was okay. For, I mean, it wasn't like anything too special, but I just remember making a note in my head that apparently has since erased itself. Um, yeah, I just thought overall this movie was just a good time. That's what I, If I had to describe it, I would just say good time. Not very good, but good time. That's, I uh that's what I gotta say. Yeah. Um I think probably the thing that is the biggest like ben, like thing I liked the most for me is while there are definitely parts that I laughed at because they're really stupid, I actually was very tense for a lot of this movie. <laughs> and no, I don't I was not. Okay. I and I don't think a lot of people are gonna feel that way. So this is probably mostly a a personal preference thing. But I was act like when it when it wasn't just being super stupid, super obviously stupid, I there were certain like bits where I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I, and I was just kind of like, it was me in the theater, and I was kind of tensing up a little bit. Um, and I think that's probably the thing I liked most about it. Once again, a lot of people on the internet do not seem to agree with me. It was probably just my movie-going experience, but I thought a lot of it was genuinely tense for me. I think this is a good one to see in the theater. Or Mm -hmm. if you're not going to see it in the theater, I don't think this is one to really watch alone. Not because it's scary or anything, but I think it's just more fun to watch with other people Mm -hmm. to try to figure out what's going on. Now, like the characters, I will say, are like, unreasonably good at figuring out what is happening <laughs> yeah um like how would you be able to figure that out that yeah. quickly and <laughs> sometimes they don't act in the most like rational ways like how do they get separated <laughs> like sometimes the characters just randomly get separated like this one family they keep getting separated from their kids i'm like just look after your dang kids <laughs> like why like you're on a there's literally like unless they're crawling behind a crevice it's not hard to keep track of where they are yeah especially when you're in a life or death situation um yeah i there were i liked the characters uh, um the guy from lost and the saw <laughs> which uh, guy the he was he's like a asian guy his his wife was oh uh, is he, oh yeah he is in saw yeah i couldn't the, remember the, he's danny glover's yeah assistant detective. okay that's where i recognized him from okay he's also in the later seasons of lost um he was probably my favorite character he was like the most like reasonable out of everybody I yeah think. um and so i enjoyed him being like this is what we should do or this is what we should do and and that sort of thing or like trying to figure out what's going on but yeah i overall i i i enjoyed it yeah i also really liked um the main the main dad's performance but i think he's just like a good actor in general gail garcia bernal yeah yeah i think he's pretty good uh, in this movie um yeah 
and I mean, it's not a spoiler that the kids start growing up, but I think all of the actors who like kind of grow up in like the different people who play the kids, um, they do a good job of keeping the characters pretty consistent. I think with like the the young kids, and I, I feel like it they they emulate each other's acting pretty well. So. Well, it makes sense that the the main kid character is really smart because it it helps like in the beginning of the movie because it helps your suspension of disbelief when he's smart later on in the mm-hmm. movie. I will say so. I think that was a wise decision. But yeah, I think I've kind of exhausted what I want to say non spoiler wise. Unless you have anything to add here, Holden. No, um, I will say for a little teaser for the spoiler section, I really hated the twist in this movie. I think it you did <laughs> yeah I think it's I th- I feel like it, it's I don't know what I would have rather had it be but I feel like it just I don't know it kind of ruined a lot of the movie for me I thought it was kind of lame and I don't know I guess kind of unoriginal because like I said I thought it was similar to glasses twist but I don't remember the, again I do not remember the twist in glass so You'll have to explain that one to me. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'd be spoiling glass, but if anybody cares. Uh, yeah, I, I my rating's going to be 6.5, I think. I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. Yeah. yeah, I liked it All a right. lot. Um, I, I will even make the bold claim that I may have enjoyed this more than Split. I think Split's a better movie, at least a it, better premise. Yeah, it might be a better movie. I think... I think this is my favorite Shyamalan film since Unbreakable. I guess I haven't seen Signs or The Village, which some people say is okay, but I'm not expecting either of those to to top it. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of Shyamalan's good stuff, I should say, so I'll have to visit some of those more often. But uh, yeah, that's let's dive into spoilers, Holden. If you, if you haven't seen the movie... Check out the time codes in the description to skip over spoilers so you can go see it and come back and just head on to what are you doing. All right. All right. Otherwise, Holden and I are going to dive into spoilers right after this. All right. So, spoilers for M. Night Shyamalan's old. Um, okay, so going into the twist, we can just dive right into that. Um, so it turns out that the this beach, which still isn't fully explained how it how it exists, it's kind of like the rocks are doing it. It's just kind some of this, sort of like was it like magnesium or something yeah, or some magnetism sort of, in some the natural the, anomaly, like under right under the beach was like making cells age very yeah. quickly um so th- so that's happening but this pharmaceutical company is d- luring people to this fake resort front they have um people with medical conditions and they're giving them medication that um they're, they're giving them medication that will like experimental medication i should say experimental medication in their cocktails yeah in their cocktails um that they take and then when they go to the beach the next day having them age rapidly will show the pharmaceutical company 
like the long-term effects of it without having to waste literal years to figure it out like it's a way to to accelerate testing on these products um i don't know man i mean i think i think the idea for this twist is kind of cool like i I like the concept of of a pharmaceutical company using this to test but it it does not fit this movie for me at all it just feels like it like they there is a hint at it early on in the movie where something like i don't know uh, the dad character says something like oh this medication i we thought about working with this med- medical company or something um he says that in their hotel room um but even then it's just i it, it feels like it comes out of nowhere and not in a good like like interesting twist way it just kind of makes i don't know i would have rather it just been like a freak accident or something and then it kind of explains how the beach works or something i don't i think this is just dumb i think that's I my think best it, i think if they just explained how the beach works that's just that's dumber i i you gotta have some sort of slant to it i think it is an interesting idea it just it doesn't make any sense when you think about it like yeah so there's gonna be they're gonna take one dose of a thing like two days before they go to the beach and a lot of those drugs you would think you'd have to get like injected to mm-hmm. or like a lot of drugs you have to take continually you know yeah. so it's like they're not like continuing to pop pills while they're on the, yeah. the beach or something like if they said like oh this will slow down aging <laughs> um you'd also maybe think they would you know do like rats <laughs> or something not <laughs> yeah people. not humans uh not that i'm like super pro animal testing or again saying i don't have an opinion on it i don't know enough about it but you would think they wouldn't just jump right to human beings <laughs> instantaneously so well yeah um, i mean i i it doesn't all it also doesn't make sense to me like yeah they kind of explain how like they basically make these people vanish without a trace but i don't know it seems like they've been doing this for a long time you'd think someone would have gotten wise to it you would think so, but it's Big Pharma, man. <laughs> uh, the schizophrenic doctor racist guy wasn't a huge fan of, of him. because Yeah. Like, How do you have a schizophrenic doctor? Like, I mean, maybe, I, I, I don't know the science, but that seems a little bit hard for me to believe, I guess. that I guess he's trying to hide it or whatever, but, and then he's just racist, so. <laughs> Well, I also, like, I, I didn't, I think a lot of horror movies do this, so it's not just this movie, but they spend way too long, like, trusting him to be on his own. Like, he's yeah, clearly oh proven that he cannot handle, like, being alone with people or, like, stewing in his own mind. And then they just, like, leave him to, like, sit against a wall and then hope that he doesn't go attack anyone. Yeah, and then... <laughs> so, um, Gail Garcia Bernal's character he's like losing his sight but he just stands there when he's getting stabbed it's like you can still like run or like get out of the way but he's just like he's like oh, oh where is he oh. <laughs> and I'm like that's probably not the best thing to do in that moment but um, not. one thing that did work for me was, was uh, the relationship between the parents kind of mm-hmm. them like appreciating each other and and kind of working out their differences and then them forgetting 
at the end why they're there and why they're trying to get off and they're just enjoying the moment and well yeah i mean it kind of i mean not to trivialize anyone's like like marriage experience or anything but kind of like at least it seems to reflect how a lot of people go through like marriage like there might be tribulations or whatever and then sometimes later on in life they're just happy be together and everything it seems like at least in movies and and people that i've met that's kind of how it can go so yeah and just speeding that up with the aging it's kind of interesting i just thought that was a nice arc Mm-hmm. We need to talk about the six-year-olds banging Holden. <laughs> <laughs> that is the elephant in the room. Um, yeah. I what? And again, this was totally one of those like, along with the the removal of the tumor. This was like, oh, what would be interesting to see happen in this aging thing? And one of them is removing a tumor that's rapidly growing and you're cutting through someone, but it's instantly healing and you got to fight against that. Interesting, mm-hmm. not relevant to the rest of the plot. <laughs> the other was, would be what if two six year olds rapidly aged became adolescents and banged each other? Uh, I guess also not relevant to the plot. Um, yeah. Other than I guess they just fall madly in love for two hours well, before like- she falls off a cliff. <laughs> well like i i mean i definitely i it is weird i think it's something that is is interesting to be explored i guess because i mean i don't know like i said he does kind of do just everything with this concept so this is just one of those things you can explore but it is weird and it is completely irrelevant to the plot like it happens and then the baby dies we never even see the baby of lack of attention yeah okay. which is well it, that is a real thing but i it's it's like weird i don't know <laughs> for me it would make more sense if it just died of like malnutrition because if it's also aging rapidly like yeah babies need to eat a lot to get grow that fast so that was my thing you would just die i mean like if you're <laughs> your cells aged and you needed to eat in order to maintain you would just die like you would just die instantaneously yeah i feel like or very quickly so the, the science behind it doesn't seem to work at all uh behind just them aging and then also them the whole medicine the medicinal twist at the end mm-hmm. there were also like inconsistencies inconsistencies with the time they're like 30 minutes equals a year but then the like uh the one lady who's dead at the beginning like the model or whatever she was like uh dead for two hours and then her body decomposed and but the it was it should have been four years but then the museum lady the mom was like oh that would have taken place after seven years and i'm like well that does not add up yeah so well inconsistent and it felt inconsistent, like, even with the characters that were aging there. Like, I felt like the parents started aging really rapidly towards the end. Um, and I thought that was a little odd. I felt like the kids just kind of stopped growing <laughs> at a certain... Like, they just kind of... I don't know. They became, like, adolescents. That they were just that for most of the movie. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and then... um. Mid-sized sedan 
was just there. <laughs> he was just like there for like tw- you know a whole twelve hours before they showed up at least. Yeah, and then you know, and then he just doesn't look like he's aged at all well, yeah. because he's black. Is the explanation in the movie? Is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I They're didn't like, even catch that. Yeah, no, they're like he and then uh, lost slash saw detective guy is like his wife. They're like, oh, we're aging quickly, but we haven't noticed. And they're like, well, not the one time you guys wish you were black, huh? And they look at each other. <laughs> that is a that is a moment that happens in this movie. Oof. Yeah, I didn't. So, I didn't remember that. Um. Yeah, I mean, just. <laughs> And then he's also just dies. He just gets stabbed by the schizophrenic racist. Yeah. He doesn't really guy. have a point in the movie. Like most of and the stuff he tells them they could just they could have just figured out, probably. He was just like there beforehand because they needed a lady to be dead. And also who's taking him there in the middle of the night? Yeah. Why don't they all just come together? And then it's like, oh, here's a private beach, but we're also inviting eight other people so it's not not that private i guess um yeah the tumor removal scene that tumor is like a basketball that looks like it would not fit in a human being (laughs) i remember like my my mom who i watched it with we saw that and then the tumor the tumor came out and she's like well i hope we see it again later no it's just it's just gone (laughs) Yeah. Um I'm trying to think if there's any other specific moments I want to touch on. Uh I thought the beginning was interesting. Like I obviously was like this little kid friend is definitely going to play a role at the end of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like he hasn't looked at the other cipher yet for whatever reason. And the whole thing with like the, the coral okay. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Didn't make. A I ton did of think, sense. um, the whole like body horror with the the one like model who was obsessed with her. What was it like? Calcium. Yeah, she had like something. a cal- uh, osteoporosis. Maybe I don't know. The whole body horror of her body getting like mangled and healing uh, simultaneously was... was that was an interesting concept and kind of creepy. But she's like, turn the light off, turn the can't turn look, turn the light off or whatever. <laughs> um, interesting, uh, this, I guess. But again, not super like plot driving. You know, it just like a lot of these things that happen are just to be entertaining and and not like it's not a very tightly written narrative. This movie has like more Chekhov's guns than like any movie I've ever seen. And I was just thinking about the, the whole time I was watching it is like they constantly are just bringing back things that they've mentioned like once at the beginning of the movie or something. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, oh, I was going to say something, but I forgot now that I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Just his, all the different like shots that he's trying to do. It kind of like okay, this is just a preferential thing, but I like motivated camera movement when something in the frame is guiding where the camera should be going. And this movie has a ton. Like for example, if you're in a, are you familiar with the concept, Holden? Of what? Motivated camera movement versus yeah. unmotivated. So for listeners who aren't quite sure what the difference is, like 
say you're having a movie or a scene like in a diner somewhere or in a fancy restaurant and you want to like switch the camera from one table to another in the same shot but you could have like a waitress or a waiter bring drinks in front of the towards the foreground of the frame and then the that them moving can bridge that gap so there's like movement in front of the camera that's bridging the gap rather than just having the camera pointed at one table and then just swinging it over for for just because you want to Mm -hmm. i like the motivated it just seems a lot more natural and creative and there's a lot more moving pieces and 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 it's harder technically to pull something off like that but er, like everything is unmotivated in this and (laughs) to me it was like it just doesn't seem as natural um and there's some weird (laughs) weird shots on the beach he's trying to be like super artistic with it but sometimes i just think it was distracting and and didn't work well yeah anything i mean there's some weird movements i think that definitely i can't remember any specifically but i i remember there being some but the the thing that bothered me the most are the ones that just like people are out of frame (laughs) there's just shots of like people talking and like one person is out of frame but they're like kind of like their nose or mouth is like sticking in the frame it's and they're like talking i'm like it's definitely like on purpose like he's trying to be interesting and different but it's just weird and distracting whenever he does i liked that. i liked the idea but i don't think the execution was quite there because i think mm-hmm. he he was on the right track with where to go with that and to do something different and i just don't think he pulled it off because he's trying to imply that they're aging but not it's like a you know like what you can't see fill in the gaps with your imagination sort of thing but it it doesn't quite work but i think the idea was a good one Mm -hmm. and i appreciated that he tried to do something different and didn't just very tell the story in a very vanilla fashion like he tried to throw in some sprinkles and some nice chocolate syrup and a little yeah (laughs) a little whipped cream and a cherry on top he tried to do it and he you know he's he's you got to practice making sundays before you get it so <laughs> he's made a lot of sundays though yeah he has <laughs> some you know he's, he's still working so um uh i'll give him credit for that but uh yeah i think that's pretty much all i gotta say about old um yeah um i did think the saw detective guy's death was like kind of dumb like for a yeah, char- he was like the most reasonable character, and then he's like, "Well, let me just try to do this thing where I'm obviously gonna die." Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, I really felt. Jeez, oh, it's so loud up there. There's like a jet going by or something. I this, can't even hear the that mic one. is probably picking it up. <laughs> anyway, um, I I felt for the the saw detective guy because he's like he's a guy who like knows his stuff and then the doctor guy is just like oh you're just a nurse yeah you're just a nurse just ignoring i'm a doctor yeah i'm a doctor who hates black people (laughs) i was also i was trying to do you do you recognize that doctor from anything he looks familiar but i'm I'm gonna look it up real quick because i rufus sewell sewell um well, on IMDb, his top four movies are none that I've seen. So, oh, he was um, he was in the Father. He was one of the one of the people mm. who plays the husband. I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. where he is from. There we go. That's it. You cracked it. <laughs> Good job. 
Yeah, uh, I think I'm done then. All right, Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, uh, for once, Jimmy, I really don't have a ton to say, especially about movies. I don't think I've watched anything aside from uh, old. I went and saw in the theater. I saw Black Widow again, I guess. That's, I, I don't really have any different thoughts. I went because my it's mom... Pretty, pretty much the same opinion? Pretty much the same, yeah. Um, my mom wanted to go see it, so I went with her. Uh, but I was on vacation all of this last week, so I really didn't have a ton of time. Well, I mean, I guess I could have sat at home and watched Netflix, but I was out enjoying life, swimming in a lake and, you know, doing that kind of thing. Look at you, living in the moment, Holden. Yeah, living in the moment. Um, but what I did do is got the PS5 that I mentioned oh, yeah. last week. Uh, Jimmy, I had it sent to Jimmy's place, went and picked it up when I was coming back from the lake. Um, and I have been playing it a little bit. I've been, I, I've been like working on getting housing stuff done for when I have to move out. But so I haven't played it as much as I would like, but I did platinum trophy, the built in game. Uh, for the PS5 Astro's Playroom, which I think is just a joy. I think it's it's very charming, very cute. It's I mean it's a pretty standard 3D platform game. Not, nothing too special aside from like when it really incorporates the dual sense uh, capabilities. But it's just it's a game with a lot of charm. I love all the like Sony references in it. I think those mm-hmm. are really cute. Um, I was surprised by some of the ones in it because I, they kind of went with the mindset of games that like started on Sony consoles because they have like Resident Evil references. They have like Devil May Cry, which are not Sony exclusive at all, but they did originally start on Sony consoles. Um, so I thought just seeing all of those different things and it got <laughs> it got to a point where I went through three of the four worlds and i'm like what do they have left because there's a whole world i have left i have left i'm like what do they have left to make references to but i was surprised they they had more so that's cool i think i think for the dual sense capabilities and the the kind of showing that tech demo stuff off plus the the fun cute references i think it makes it worth it and I platinum trophied that game in like six hours, maybe even less. It's a very, very short and easy game to do that too. It just has a few weird trophies that you kind of have to look up and find out where to do it, but easy enough. Nice. Um, aside from that, on the PS5, I have played some of Crash 4. It's about time um, because that has some PS5 upgrades to it. Um, so I've been playing that. It's very, very pretty. I like the, the 4K 60 that it's got going. Um, has some dual sense uh, capabilities with it as well. Um, so that's a cool game. I started Uncharted 2 again just because I'm wanting to get to Uncharted 4 at some point and I want to play through all of them again. And I'm really hoping that by the time I get to Uncharted 4, they decide to make an upgrade for it. Um but we'll see i'm kind of i'm like i was telling jimmy earlier not super like needing to play either of those all in a row right away so i might 
Might buy Spider-Man or Ratchet and Clank soon. I want to play those two games for sure. I also want to play Returnal, but I'm not in a rush to play that one as much. Um, but besides that, I've I've bought some. I went garage sailing when I was at the lake, and so I bought some movies. I bought a couple games. So those are things that might I might be talking about in the coming weeks. We'll see. That's really it, though. I haven't really... haven't done a ton. Oh, I did rewatch the Loki finale, I guess. Just with my family, because I hadn't seen it yet. And it's it's about the same as when we talked about it last week, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so, I actually did more than I usually do. So, good. We kind of nice. balance each other out. Uh, first off, I uh, kind of finished the side stuff on Miles Morales. I did not get the Platinum, because it requires a New Game Plus playthrough. Oh, okay. And some other kind of I wouldn't call them grindy trophy, but if I were to play a new game plus, I would get those trophies. Um, so I, if I decide to replay it one day, then I'll get that, but it's not a big deal to me. Uh, so then I started playing a Plague Tale Innocence since it was mm-hmm. the PS plus game and it got a PS five patch. It, it looks great. It's, it's hard to believe it's from an indie developer. Yeah. Um, right. It looks like a triple a game yeah um so i'm enjoying it it's a good time i don't think it's like the best game of all time but it's certainly worth playing and it's got good mechanics um then uh a little playing beat saber too uh mm. got back in my boot beat saber rhythm in more ways than <laughs> one uh and then for movies and tv shows i talked about the empty man mm-hmm. i think it is very well directed um, but not a great script is what okay. I would say. Um, it's like t- it's over two hours long. Oh, jeez. Um, it has a couple standout sequences. Uh, the be- it has like a twenty minute prologue that I think is really interesting. Um, so I liked that, and it has one like v- creepy, like disturbing sequence in the m- middle of the movie too. And surely, and sure enough, when I when I went back to watch the rest of what Chris Stuckman had to say about it, he mentioned both of those like sequences, and I was like, oh, yeah, I agree. And but it's very well directed. It's a very pretty movie. It, I would say it's like hereditary, but not as good. Like okay. that's where I would like David Pryor, who directed it. I think if he, he had a a better script to work with he could really make a, a, a very good movie. Well, um, and so for, I think he's a name to keep track of. For those of you who are unaware of it, it was a movie that was released like end of October last year. Um, and it had like next to no marketing for it, even though it was being released by, was it 20th century release? Well, it, it was so it was part of the whole 20th. It kind of got killed in the 20th century Disney merger. Yeah. So Disney didn't want to pump any money into it. And so they just kind of very limited theatrical release. Yeah, they didn't have a trailer for it until like a week before its release. I remember making note of that because I I remember seeing it on like release schedules and stuff. And I was like, where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? And it was like a week before it came out. That's when the trailer came out. So Disney really just did not care about this movie. Kind Um, of a shame. Yeah, it's just... I mean... I wouldn't necessarily recommend watching it. I think it's very well directed. It just feels like the very mediocre script. 
okay. directed by a really good director. So I'd like to see what he does with a good script. Um, finished Mayor of Easttown uh, a while ago, actually. I just haven't had that episode. I, I actually just sit down and watch a few episodes at once, which, which I don't normally do. Uh, it was really good. It was like incredible. I, I just like I thought I knew what I what was going on because it is, plays out like a crime mystery and not not once did I actually have it down to oh, okay uh, I was continually being proven wrong um and it's also just a really good drama character study um it's one of it reminded me of a Taylor Sheridan um film because the setting is just very much a, a character the setting and, is and, a character integral <laughs> to the story okay uh storytelling um i'll watch it soon maybe we can talk about it review it or something uh and finally i watched denis villeneuve's incendies his uh french canadian film that's the only one i haven't seen i think it's the only one i haven't seen too i've even seen his like weird short film where the people keep eating and falling through the floor have you seen polytechnique no i haven't is that a feature yeah that's a feature okay that would be the only one i haven't seen i think i Um, i I did watch that i haven't seen incendies though um incendies was very good i i thought it was really really excellently done um there's a couple standout moments in it it's very interesting basically the the premise is that i didn't even know anything about it the premise is is that these twins uh who live in canada their mother has died and she in her will she wants the daughter to find their father and the son to find their brother and they didn't know that they like even had a brother or a father or you know like they didn't realize they had a brother Mm -hmm. and then they didn't know what happened to their father they were told something else that happened to their father and it's their story of going to the Middle East, where her mom is from, and um, trying to figure out uh, who, trying to track these people down with very little to go on. And then it's intercut. It's told very non-linear, non-linearly, non-linearly. <laughs> um, it's intercut with her mom's story from like the the late '60s, early '70s. And it's like, it's kind of, I was thought, I was trying to figure out where it was. It's very, like, there's one thing that says Palestine, but then, like, the historical, like, kind of uh, background seems more uh, based on Lebanon from what I'm, I'm looking up. So it's kind of just ambiguously Middle East. Okay. Um, but it's, it's very interesting. Um, another one that I think is definitely worth a watch. I think it's pretty accessible to, uh, you know english speakers too i mean anybody who's just like in terms of like a foreign film where it's all subtitles i think it's a pretty accessible one to watch similar to like a parasite um where i would i definitely recommend it super super good well acted um has a very satisfying ending too i would say um so i highly recommend denny villeneuve's incendies imagine that denny villeneuve made a really good movie i know uh (laughs) hopefully uh he has another good one coming out later this year. I'll have to check out Polytechnique because that's the only one I haven't seen. I'm not a huge fan of Polytechnique, but um, that's probably... Uh, I don't know if I like that or Enemy less. So. I did watch Chris Stuckman's like Enemy Explained 
video too, which made me have a greater appreciation for that film as well. It's a movie maybe I'll watch again in 10 years, but I have no desire to watch it again right now. Yeah. Um, Polytechnique is free on 2B TV, so Mm. maybe I'll have to check that out. It was on Amazon a little while ago, but must not be anymore. Uh, Incendies wasn't on anything. I just wanted... I was like, I'm so excited for the next uh, Denis Villeneuve movie when I literally have one I can watch right now. So I just... And I've heard great things about it. I absolutely recommend it. I It kind of reminded me of Slumdog Millionaire, but a million times better because I think that movie's overrated. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's all I got going this week, Holden. So Sweet. I'll let you take us home. All right. So next week we are doing a double feature. A um, double feature. We are doing the highly anticipated film Jungle Cruise. Uh, which we have talked about extensively on this podcast. So I feel like at this point we could not do it even if we didn't <laughs> even <laughs> even if we didn't want to watch it. I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Honestly. I think it's going to be like a, a Jumanji sort of time, which is a good it time. It might be. It's it's getting it's getting not very good reviews. Well, sorry. I don't know. I mean, I I'm, I'm open to it. I am I am open to it. I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping we enjoy it. Um, I bet. Dwayne or we Johnson hope it's really bad, <laughs> or be really bad. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, and then we're also gonna do the Green Knight because that movie is actually getting very, very good reviews, and we had talked about it before. We both had wanted to see it anyway, so now that it's getting raving reviews, you should probably go see it. Yeah, hopefully it's not overly pretentious and boring and inaccessible. Yeah, I don't think it will be. At least that second trailer they released that we talked about, it doesn't seem that way. All right. So excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good week next week. It will be. So, um, and then we got Suicide Squad after that. Oh, so yeah. we got a couple Which is good also, I here. reviews just came out for that early reviews, and they seem to be very, very good. So we've got some good movies coming up, hopefully. I'm excited. Some people are saying The Suicide Squad is the best DC film in, in quite a w- long time, which, I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> best DC movie since Catwoman. Yeah. Dark Knight, garbage. Um, yeah, but anyway, so you can uh, leave us a request by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and putting it in that review, or you can email us at uh, tauntpodcast at gmail.com, put it in there, or you can donate to our Patreon um, all viable ways of giving us requests. Uh, not for nothing, but I mean, the tomato meter is overrated, but 49 reviews for Suicide Squad, it's at 100%. So really? All favorable reviews for a Suicide Squad movie. What's the average that is, score uh, that it's at? I don't know. I can't find the average score here. Let me Metacritic it. Is it going to be on Metacritic yet? I didn't see it when I looked on Metacritic, but I bet Metacritic. if you search it up, it'll be there. The Suicide Guys, the Suicide Guys, Suicide Squad, Metacritic. It's at seventy-seven Metacritic. Oh, so, okay. but it's only on twenty-two critic reviews. Oh, okay, so it could go up, could go down. IGN gave it a nine out of ten, so you know it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Gamespot gave it that too. Just I, don't do guys. Just don't do movie reviews i i actually genuinely like looking at game spots just because they do have like a little section at the bottom that summarizes their good their things they like and things they don't like it's the same thing with their game reviews 
Doesn't IGN do that? No. Well, IGN's like it's like a quick like paragraph summary, but like for GameSpot, it's like a bulleted list. Hmm, I thought IG, IGN does that in like their game. Or I thought they did. At least they used to. I, I think, don't know, like their video stuff. I think they used to do it because that, yeah, that was like the the too much water thing for Pokemon yeah. that people like to make fun of. I don't think they do that anymore though. All right. Anyway. Well, anything else, Holden? No, I think that's it. All right. Adios, pantalones. Love you.